powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. All right. Uh, welcome to uh, Game Over Ottawa uh, History. Uh, this is going to be the least informative and most chaotic and sideways episode uh, yet, frankly. Um, so uh, welcome to the show for the third time, Matt, and for the, I want to say, fifth time, Sam. Has Buddy, it been five? Five. I'm, I'm basically a regular now. No kidding. I'm waiting for my check. You're 18 time zones away. Right? All in the far-off mystery land of Australia, but still I managed to get myself on Canadian computer screens all over Canada. What are you what are you what are you doing there, Sam? What what are you up to? Oh well I'm I'm drawing the famous mascot of the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Columbus Blue Jacket. Mm-hmm. For those for those listening and not watching, uh um I don't know why you wouldn't watch though if you know Sam's on the show because you know Sam comes with the whiteboard every time. Um, oh yeah, he's yeah he's currently drawn uh, what definitely wasn't the Caps logo a few times. Yeah. Uh, blue for the Blue Jackets. In like three weeks, that's going to be every team from the from the Met. That's going to be all of them there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just quickly, yeah, putting them all together. Yeah, we all know um, the bird is the best possible mascot a team can have. It's true. It's true. All right. Well, just before we get into the uh, into the talk of the game, we're going to uh, have a quick word here from our friends at Sports Interaction, fellas. I'm going to hit the button. This is the future. Uh, I think this is the first time that either of you are on where it's pre-recorded, so that's fun. So, welcome to the future, folks. And here's a uh, here's a word from our friends. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. So that's five straight wins. <laughs> I just oh, came geez. back and I see Sam. Just shocked me. <laughs> well, that's five straight wins. I'm going to hit the button. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, you just got sensed. Um, now, it is unfortunate that uh, two of Matt's three appearances on the show this season have been against Columbus. The good news is that those are wins. The bad news is that I I'm, made you watch two Columbus Blue Jackets I mean, games. I mean, here's the thing. You say unfortunate I say uh, targeted uh, antagonism um, because <laughs> me and Columbus go way back from the time I was there, and there's some How bad blood. That? I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, underwhelming. <laughs> uh, Columbus is a university town that has enough people to also have an NHL team. So, like, that's like, fairly descriptive, right there. I'm I'm not joking. I was there for one night. Too many. The thing about Columbus is that it's Ohio State's turf. And Ohio State is one of the base universities in the States for sports, especially football. A 100,000-person stadium sells out every time for this for an amateur sport. And the Blue Jackets are also there in town somewhere, I think. Within the city. Like, I, went, I went to Ohio State Stadium. I have never seen where the Blue Jackets play. 
I, I kind of feel like though, if you were like a local from from Columbus, you would see Blue Jackets like on the bus though. Like you don't actually you don't know where they play, you don't know where they train, but you just see them out in public, like doing groceries. Because they're not practicing. I just I just saw them play against the Sens. They're, they're not out on the ice, you know. You lost uh, their their like, Where is he going? Oh wow. Yeah. All right. Well, before before this gets too off the rails, we should mention something about the game. So first off. Uh, very, from what I can tell on TV at least, a very successful Pride Night in Ottawa. Love to see that, especially with the fucking just like nightmare situations a lot of teams have caused on their Pride Night. So yeah. it's nice to see what looks like a drama free Pride Night. Thankfully. Yeah, like I, I, when they announced it in the, in, on Twitter, I saw some of the comments and, but, but it does appear the, the actual nice event is. Yeah, the, the ratio, yeah. the ratio is pretty good compared to a lot of other teams thankfully um so and also like how like, i don't think i saw any clips but like uh there's a few clips posted on uh from from center ice where they were showing uh around and all the seats were covered in a t-shirt and it made like they had like the uh the, oh, like, the rainbow colors yes and the whole that was like, gorgeous was, that was gorgeous oh just yeah that just just nice. looking at it is really really nice um, so also, a yeah, shout out to the Sens for giving out a free T-shirt to everyone in the. T- I don't. I, it went up to the three hundreds, didn't it? Like, did it go all the way up? I don't know. I can't confirm that. Uh, fucking but, like, man, free T-shirt. I'll sit and watch Columbus. Fine. Yeah, I'll take a. Free I mean, back t-shirt. in the play, yeah, back in the playoffs five years ago, we all got like little towels. So I still have. Mine. I imagine. I think, I think ours have MacArthur on them. Yeah, but I, I think at least one of them. We got. Do we go two? But yeah, no. It's it's a, a very a very nice night. Uh, as far as I could tell, a tremendous yeah. success. Both, I mean, of course, off the ice, but also on it. Yeah. Can you and imagine also... Eugene Melnick though, like knowing that he gave away perfectly good T-shirts? Well, he's rolling wherever he is. I, 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 I did write down that uh, it's about time that the Sens are embracing Pride Night. Um, and obviously, you know, there is a uh, there is a big difference between now and years past. But who's to say what changed the stance? for the team you know like who's to say what happened that made the team suddenly be like oh we don't hate the idea of pro-. anyway um we're not gonna it's, it's, it's like that, it's like that thing from it's like that thing from um from uh oh fuck the, the vampire show um the shadows what's which it called? One, isn't there like a bunch oh, oh what, what we, we do in the shadows what we do in the shadows where it's like i could not possibly utter his name i don't give a fuck his name was mike yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um oh. I, so, I remember going to that Ottawa game with you two, which was the game where they had the, the tribute to Eugene Melnick, you know, and everyone's just standing up and being like, what a great guy. What a great guy. And I was like looking at my calendar being like, that's not the opinion a month ago. Uh, you know, it is what it is. He was um, a controversial figure and a very controversial statement from Sam A tremendously himself. controversial figure. Um. On the other hand, on a positive note, uh, so wasn't his thousandth game, his thousandth and first game, but got to mm-hmm. celebrate Derek Broussard playing a thousand games in the NHL. Uh, perfect timing as well. He played game a thousand against the Rangers, where he played before his first stint with the Sens, and then gets to celebrate it at home against Columbus, the team that drafted him. So timing-wise, phenomenal. Like you can't even script that. That's in, that's he incredible went, the way that went. He he went to the Avs after. Right, 
The Sens traded him to the Penguins, and then he went to the okay. Avs. He played for the Panthers. He played for the Flyers. He played for the Oilers. Like, he bounced around a bit before coming back Did to Did he Ottawa. really? A real um, gentleman. So yeah. good for him sticking with it. And he's who, having a – Who among us hasn't wanted to see the sights, yeah. see the world? <laughs> and he's had, honestly, like, I mean, there's a bit of a slow start, but I think he's clo- damn close to a point per game in his last eight or nine games. So he's really been – he's been really – turning it back on and he's putting it together you know what for for a guy that was i think was a pto if i remember yeah. correctly he's yeah, putting so. together a really good 35 year old season yeah well it, it's hard yeah, to be a journeyman when you like define like where their talent is because you you look at some players who get bounced around the league and you go oh there's something wrong with him but then there are players like Derek Brassard where it's like well you're just not quite elite but you are worth a couple of valuable picks or like a good good in a trade because i think like it's, what, what, what is it with journeyman them. is it that you know is, do you go to a whole bunch of teams because you know you're not that desirable or do you go to a bunch of teams because a bunch of teams want you you know like, exactly i think, I think, a, it's, I think it's both line. i think it's yeah. both no no one's like needing to hold on to you but you're a person everyone can use if you if you're put in like i guess not baseball terms in every sport but if you're even on a war I mean, everyone needs a replacement level player. Um, but yeah. I think I think calling Bersard a journeyman is a little bit of a disservice to I mean, maybe these last two, three years, but like he was a very good, like a very good second first line, you know, that sort of tweener center. But I think yeah. the problem is that when you're in that sort of level, you don't have as far to fall off, but while still being, you know, like Crosby at his height was the best player in the league or second best player in the league. So it'll take a while for him to get to sort of replacement level, but Bassard shorter fall. Um, that said though, I mean, like you said, he's been very good lately. Yeah. So um, also great. I'm pretty sure he had a bunch of family uh, at, at the game too, just, you know, being fairly local ish um, family coming from Montreal area. I think he said, and uh, also the fact that he was from, Saturday from Gatineau. Was from Gatineau. It's easy Gatineau. I don't think you mentioned family from Montreal being able to come because it's a Saturday game. So I mean either either one, yeah. Yeah. I think I think if you're from Quebec, you have some family in Montreal. It's, I think that's just a given. It's a big um, city. It's a huge yeah, city. Also big, big for him for him to be able to celebrate that uh at home now. And yeah, like I said, against two teams he used to play for right around it's kind of perfect. Yeah, very cool. So shout out Derek Broussard. Um, you know, speaking who, of family at the game though. That Indeed. picture of Jacob Chikrin and his grandpa. What a game for him. Point per game yeah. now. So so Matt sent me a message during the game because he didn't realize that uh it was Jacob Chikrin's grandpa. No, but no, you sent I me... knew, I knew. I Did knew you that. Know? You think you think I see a man that dripped out and I don't know who he is. <laughs> I think you're exactly you I, I, I think you just said grandpa. Sends... I knew I knew from the moment I lay his eyes on him. That man's someone's grandfather. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you think uh, Jacob Chikrin's grandfather has an auto as a, a an Arizona jersey? Because I don't think he does. No, no, that's no. A good, that's a good question. I, th- I I think that he showed up to the CTC today, took a hat off an employee, and has been wearing it since. <laughs> and I don't. I do not think that hat was paid for, allegedly. Um, <laughs> Like he, he probably walked into the uniform shop and was just like, "This is a this is a picture of me with my grandson. I'm yes. going to be taking these. You're not following me out. No, exactly. You gave up a first and two seconds. You can give up a hat and a, and a three quarter zip. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Real talk though. He looked. He was eating. So, Grandpa Chitrin, Chikrin, 
Chikrin? I don't quite know. Chikrin. Chicky bag. Uh, dripped out, dressed to the nines, sends head to toe, uh, rocking some Timmy's. It looked like he was eating like a pizza out of like a, a Tim's wrap. I don't know what that was. I don't know was. what he was eating, but he was eating it right uh, when when Chikrin scored. Yeah, and he, 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 he like, stood up and then took like another bite, which uh, yeah. I get it. Um, yeah. I don't you, think I don't know he has it. No. It's like, like is, is Tim Hortons doing paninis now? Like, what was that? Maybe. Yeah. But it was like Jimmy, a one can, we, uh, can we pull that hot dog up? Yeah. <laughs> can we pull that? I don't know what he was we, eating. Anyway, the, if anyone, if anyone watching in the chat knows what uh, Chicken's grandpa was eating there, we were all very interested. Yeah. Give me give me the PDF of the Tim's menu. I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> also, side note, sauce? guys, was have, he I, have I told you guys how obnoxiously overpriced Tim's is in the UK? No. They have Timmy Hortons in the UK? Uh, this is a, there's a few and there is one here in in Leicester and unfortunately uh, so you buy so so to get a box of a dozen donuts it's priced number one the number is higher here than in Canada before conversion mm, okay it's about twice I mean, the price because, because over here like Timmy's in, is like a specialty place right yeah like a so, niche uh, thing yeah everyone just Are let, let uh, the Jacob Chickren's grandpa know how oh. how good he has it with his cheap Tim's. <laughs> Listen, when, when, you're, when, you're, when your son right? when your son and your grandson have both played in the NHL, like you don't need the cheap Tims. Like they could take our prices. No, no, you get the good shit. I think I think Jacob Chikrin's grandpa and I should swap uh Tim Horton's prices. No, he's he's got that backroom Tim's menu. He's got that like secret Tim's shit yeah. going on. <laughs> the players. What do you think menu? is more exciting for a grandparent though? Well, not a grandparent, but a, a, a human being. Yeah. Like your your son playing in the NHL. Or your grandson, because I kind of feel like the grandson is the more exciting thing, because you got you got more time to involve yourself in it. I think, and you don't have to drive them to the rinks in the morning. I think on its exactly. on its face, um, like grandson's probably like better. But I think I think because it's the second one with like the with like the son, you're like holy shit, this is not only with the second one, you're like, I, I feel like maybe there's a level of expectation or a level. I think I think the son. Is more exciting because it's 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 first. Yeah. Choose a so pattern, you, sort of thing, right? I think so there's Jeff like a level of stress though that's different though because you yeah. know, always, oh definitely I, definitely you know you're excited for your grandkids. Nothing can go wrong, but if it's your your child, you're kind of like oh don't put him on a bike without a helmet, you know? Fair. fair. So Jeff Chikrin. So so here's here's just, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about Daddy Chikrin here. Uh, we've talked we've talked plenty about Grandpa Chikrin. Let's talk about Papa Chikrin here. Uh, so and then next, Chikrin, maybe the current player. Yeah. So <laughs> Jeff Chikrin played 262 NHL games, and uh, important to note that um, we also saw in the stand someone wearing a number six uh, Philly Chikrin jersey. Someone, so someone had a mm-hmm. Jeff Chikrin jersey at the rank, which was very cool to see. Um, and uh, so he played 262 games, 25 points. That's a stay-at-home defenseman right there. Um, but he was also involved in two separate blockbuster trades. Um, okay, in 1991, he was uh, traded from Philly. And this is wild. This is me maybe losing some hockey cred. Um, where the fuck? Where was this? When did he... 
this is so strange. I don't know if this is just listed wrong. It says traded from Philadelphia Flyers with Yari Curry to LA. I had no idea Yari Curry played for the Flyers, and according to his hockey DB, he didn't. Maybe like a draft so, thing. At the so I don't know if he just got signed by the Flyers and said, "Actually, I regret that decision." Anyway, so he was part of a Yari Curry trade, and then uh, the next year he was part of a uh, trade that uh, sent. Paul Coffey to uh, to L.A. from Pittsburgh. So Jeff Tricken was in a Yari Curry and a Paul Coffey trade. So that's pretty wild for for a guy to, who who only played 260 games to be part of two trades involving yeah. Hall of Famers. So how about that? Fun little fact for Jeff. Um, Normally you don't want to get traded for a cup of coffee, but that one ain't too bad. Hey. hey. I'm definitely myself. I've done some research. All right. So we got Jacob. We got Jeff. The granddad's name is John. Yeah. Who's next? That's a that I love that. Oh, Who's next? So I don't think so. Jacob's twenty four. Does he have a kid yet? I don't know if he has. He better be called Jason. It's got to be a J. It's got to right. be a yeah. J. So what, so what are we landing on? Are we, are, we, are we all throwing in our J picks? Is that what we're doing? We're all right throwing now? in our J's. We're all shooting right. J's. So 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 Sam says Jason. Okay. Now is that going to be a standard spelling? Because here's the deal, because like, because we got like standard spellings until Jacob with the K. So okay. now yeah, is yeah. Jacob going to be what? throwing in a curveball with his J name? It's uh, you know what? It's going to be spelt normally, but pronounced differently. Jason. Oh, Jason. Yeah, a little like a little bit of French Canadian in there. Jason. Okay, just spelt yeah. normally though. Yeah, it's spelled completely normally. So you right. would have no way of knowing. Matt, what no. are you thinking? You don't need to. Uh, I'm thinking jump shot. <laughs> jump, jump shot, shot Chitrin. <laughs> thinking, thinking he shoots a J. I'm shooting mid-range. That's the thing we don't that's the thing they don't tell you about hockey. There's no jump shot yet. <laughs> if, you, if, if you play if he plays football, name his kid J Hook. Chitrin. J Hook. J Hope. Oh man, Las Vegas Golden Knights with their number one pick choose jump shot chicken. <laughs> what do you do to stop that? Unbeatable. <laughs> what are you doing against a man who? Yeah, gets but then he has to play in the WHL. He's gonna have to move to the West. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of an actual name now, and I can't. Um, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna marry. Um, into no, I can't. I can't do that because Sam's already going with the French thing. So, oh. you know, there's another J name just in this chat alone. If you if you're really desperate for That's one, true. if you if, if you can't, this is a rough one. This is, this is this is a rough. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw. Uh, okay, I'm gonna throw. Um, uh, oh man, this is tough. Uh, we were just talking about Yari Curry. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna toss Yari in there as a Yari Chitrin's pretty good. I have pronounced his last name right once. Yeah, uh, yeah. Chitrin, was... again, Chikrin, Chitrin, Chikrin. I think it's, like, it's Chikrin. Chikrin. Okay, what's more for the? Okay, got it. Cheeky babe. That's how I remember it. He's a cheeky babe. Yeah. Cheeky babe, Chikrin. Cheeky babe, Chikrin. That's a that's yeah. a cool sounding hockey name. <laughs> I think it'd be worth we asking love the, the CBC, people watching. The cheeky babe chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, are you gonna comment your own son of chicken names? Yeah, you. We'll workshop. It I love. As, like, I love when we're talking about this before the fact that we talk about he he has his first point with the sons, uh, which I mean is very. <laughs> he'll awesome. have more points. He'll have like one child. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> What's first, more special? So, so Chikrin puts up a first goal. First assist, and a, first goal. Great yeah, game for him. What a shot, yeah. too, eh? Like, oh my that god. A laser. So, that's great that's to so see. Um, I wonder how many we, times we we're going to see it. him just friggin' rocket, like, rocket a shot like that and cut to Grandpa crushing some Tims I, in the stands. Yeah. I well, speaking of the Rockets... Oh, sorry. No, I, I was going to say, I think it's the eighth of the season, so he's had a couple. Hmm. Well, I, I was just going to say, you brought up his rocket of a shot, but what about the rocket on his legs? I didn't realize he was that fast. There were just I moments honestly where didn't he was either. just like, yeah, he's skating normally, and then suddenly, boom. Uh, yeah, like genuinely, like he had like a little rocket coming out at the back of him. He wasn't taking any different kind of strides. He was just suddenly moving faster. It was kind of intense. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I mean, granted, it's just been two games. I don't... I, I, I mean, I feel like a novice for not really watching him in Arizona, but honestly. Um yeah. I mean he seemed like a very complete player. Like I don't I don't really he was good to, in both ends from what I could tell and it's a small sample size, but he seems to be sort of just quite good everywhere, which is Yeah, and like I I, I don't want to say this in like a disrespectful way to Thomas Shabbat or Jake Sanderson, but I think I'm allowed to say this just because this season, as far as like what we were expecting out of him, and just at times, Thomas Shabbat has struggled this season. Jake Sanderson, <laughs> even though he is so much better than anyone expected in, in his age 20 rookie season, he's been phenomenal. Like, there's no way you can tell me that Chikrin isn't immediately the best defenseman on this team right now. Yeah, that's high praise. This, like, all of a sudden, the Sens have a decor. Like, how is that wild? What really impressed me. What the was fuck how was that the- about? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, everyone played better around him. Like, it, it wasn't just him bringing the boom. Like, it, it seemed like there's a new energy into into the Senators. Like, they're almost a different team, just yeah. just like right off the bat. Um, I'm, and you know what? You know what else? I really thought you, you said he was good all over all over the ice map, but he's. I think he's good off the ice too. Like in the locker room after that first goal. You know, everyone hugs the goal scorer, but the the smiles on some of those faces were like it's it's almost intoxicating. They were so yes. happy for him, um, and that's how you know someone has come into the room and uh, immediately like made themselves well liked, which th- th- speaks to his long term future there. Yeah, I mean they've got him for two more years. I mean he's got that hometown connection. Was it his? Dad is from here, I believe, or it's, something along I'm, those I'm lines. I'm not quite sure. I know he he was. I think he maybe lived in Ottawa for a bit. I know he said he's been to a lot. Of, like he 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 went to some of the uh, Stanley Cup final games in 07. Mm. Um, I'm still a little bit uh, iffy on exactly what the connection is exactly. Um, I, all I know is that his grandpa and his sister live in Ottawa, so there's clearly mm. like a family connection. Uh, yeah, I, I worked with back. someone who worked with like his, I worked with someone who knew his dad, so like I I did they're yeah. they're at least very familiar with Ottawa. And I remember even um, during the uh, 2016 draft when the Sens took uh, traded up to get uh, Logan Brown, there was a lot of talk because Chicken was falling in that draft and there was talk about Ottawa, you know, usually going for guys with a connection. Yeah. But there is a connection there because people were, people were, I don't know if you guys saw, when the Sens acquired 
uh, Chikrin, people were digging up old tweets of his that mentioned Ottawa in any way. Yes. And he, like, specifically had tweeted out in, like, 2012, I guess. So he probably would have been, like, 14 or something. Like, how he just wants to hit the, uh, go to the cottage in the Ottawa Valley with Logan Brown. So <laughs> that was... <laughs> Oh, what a weird world we live in. You know, it's, um, you, you bring wild. up Brown, it just makes me think of Connor Brown. And I told this joke to you before, but I think it's good enough for the show. The Washington Capitals, we deserve Jacob Chipkin on the weekends because you fleeced us with Connor Brown. You traded that pick that you, you we sent to you for a player who did one game for us. I felt like we bought a bomb car. <laughs> and we demand compensation. Well, the thing is about Connor Brown is that it feels like this is the first time that the team trading him away is not super upset. Because so so Connor Brown when when the Sens acquired Connor Brown because Connor Brown came to the Sens in the same deal as Nikita Zaitsev that sent Cody CC to the Leafs, and. That was a weird deal because Sens fans were like, oh my god, CeCe's gone. And Leafs fans were like, oh my god, Zaitsev is gone. Um, but Connor Brown was like the main piece where, where Leafs fans were like, ooh, he might actually be really good. Then he had, he put together some really good seasons for the Sens. Yeah, and the Sens 43 and 71 his first season here. Good lord. Yeah, he put together a couple. I think it was his last year with Ottawa or second to last. I think it was the COVID season. He really put together a really solid season. Yeah, 21 goals, 35 points, and 56 games over a half point per game. Way over yeah. a half point per I, game, actually. Like, I truly like, think it's a really solid two-way player. And I think the issue is that once he's healthy, if he stays in Washington, you're going to really like him. I well, think the, the thing is we, second, third liner. Apparently, I'm sure he solid. is, but we, we picked him up specifically – to because Tom Wilson was injured, we were like, "This is a guy who we can slot on our first line." You know, he's a bit of he's he's strong on the puck. He goes to the boards, um, and he'll be able to fit in there and take over that spot till Wilson gets back. And then, ironically, he actually got the exact same injury that Wilson did. Um, but in that meantime, we you know we picked up players like you know Sonny Milano. Um, you know, we've recently re-signed uh, Dylan Strome. And there's not, I don't really think there's any room for him. You know, as great as a player he is, I, I, I kind of just feel like we we just kind of threw away a pick and got I mean, nothing I mean, for it. I mean, you could probably trade him, him away for a second. Well, it's a bit late for that now. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it again. Hey, man, you get yeah, to him, sign him and immediately Sam, trade don't him. worry about it. The trade deadline only affects teams going to the playoffs. The Caps can move them all. Oh, that's right. Oh, good point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we are a glass house. Yeah, remember the Sens acquired Brandon like Gormley after the deadline one time? The Gormster. Oh the Gormster. Uh, also Where's from uh, Living in now? the Mist in the chat, just to clear up some uh, some chicken stuff. So like I said, yeah, his sister and his grandpa live in Ottawa. It says here, his dad grew up in Nepean and owns a cottage in the area where he hung out with Logan Brown. So uh, hey. so Nepean, man, uh, I know his dad was born in Quebec. So I guess so, but grew up in Nepean. So Nepean, um, you know, the Chikrins, Steve Eiserman, not a bad resume for Nepean. Uh, that's that's uh, Matt and I that's our neck of the woods. So got a lot I was going to say, that sounded familiar. That's I've, that's where yeah, that's, we, that's, we, that's, were, that's right? where, we where, where we grew up. So oh, uh, do you want a Gormster update? Yeah, uh, you should look that up. It was with some Gormley stats. Uh, Gormster update. Um, third KHL team in two seasons. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's... it's not going well. 
It's not going to go well for him. Mm. Um, when you're a journeyman for the KHL, that might be saying something. I, yeah. Um, it's, one thing I will say about Brandon Gormley is that he has not put up 20 points in a season in any league since 2013-14. But, you know, c'est la vie. Maybe one day I'll see him on the Melbourne Mustangs. He's only third. Always, yeah, always a defenseman. Never mind. He's not a single player. I don't care. Yeah, I, I'm I'm upset because so I'm going to an EIHL game this month, um, mm-hmm. and I didn't go last year, unfortunately. When uh, Griffin Reinhardt was on, uh, who? What team was he on? What serving looks? You can just say serving. It was looks. Belfast. He was on. He was on Belfast. That's who he was. Oh, with. the Giants. So I'm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. seeing. Um, going to a, a, a Nottingham versus I forget who they're playing whoever's in last place um so going to a going to a British hockey game this month and uh Gormley is the type of guy that you would just kind of see on a roster like that at some point I I sent you they two things I saw that they averaged like 5,000 people in attendance like pretty good Nottingham and um former sense draft Kelly Summers was there or is there rather right now and he was second in scoring I want to say Nice. All right. We got that Sens Nottingham connection, like everyone predicted. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Um, I think EHL actually had like like was like fourth in like attendance among European leagues a year or two ago. That's weird, but awesome. I love that. It is. I, cool. I, we, I cool cannot to get wait. Guys. I can't wait for Australian ice hockey to be able to get the the budget to afford more players like that. Be cool. We're, so, we're, we're mapping out ex Caps and Sens players to. Like the Melbourne Panthers or whatever, the Melbourne. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there the we have two lines. teams. Uh, it's the Melbourne Ice and the Melbourne Mustangs. I'm oh. I'm a Mustangs fan. Fun fact: our coach last year, we he's no longer our coach. He's now playing on our D line. So it's like right out of Shawsy. That is that is wild. That's like that's like DJ Smith suiting up to play defense. <laughs> Yeah, like literally. <laughs> Do you think it's a pay upgrade or downgrade? But honestly, he was a oh. shit coach. I, like, <laughs> I'm sure he's a great player, but he it was clearly like he was playing in some German league. He broke his leg, um, and they're like, well, "Okay, on the off season, come to Australia and coach." Uh, and then his leg healed up, and he's like, "Well, I'm going to go back to playing." Because he literally, at the end of that season, he went over to Germany to play. Um, and we're just bringing him back to to play again for us, and we have a that new coach. Cool. Okay, well here's I a can't question, remember Sam. His name, actually, but here's he a question. Coaches. So, because like Southern Hemisphere, different seasons and everything. So, mm. I, I imagine we have the, air conditioning. That's how we keep the ice. Uh, no, ice no, I was I was going to ask. So, like, it's so the season runs through the winter for you as well. Yeah, correct. So, okay, so like, like it's about to start, off season. So. so during European off season. There's games to be played in Australia, essentially. So if Basically, he wants yeah. to go back and forth, I guess he could probably do that. Uh, that's uh, that's basically what he did. Um, you know, he went from coaching to playing, um, like immediately. But he could just go from playing to playing, and just if I mean, I'm sure he loves hockey. That kind of sounds like the dream, you know. Well, I was gonna say, that's what a lot of a lot of like WNBA players do. They they granted weather constraints are as important in that sport, but. I know a lot of WMEA players will go to like Turkey or, or Europe or whatnot in the offseason and have a second season essentially. It's got to keep you fit. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Absolutely. You're never out of playing shape, which on its own probably sucks a bit, but 
Probably <laughs> exhausted all the time. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. It sounds like an exciting life, though. That's true. Living in two places, too. All right, guys, let's uh, let's let's gush about Tim Stutzlow. Another two. I was, we should talk about the I was waiting until we were gonna get to that. Tim oh. Stutzlow, man, he's on my fantasy team. He gets me points. Have you considered adding Hammond? No, <laughs> Sam, you should add Hammond. Maybe, maybe I should get the big ham on. Board. I I was saying while we watched the game, Hammond's going from a defenseman to a midfielder. It's ready. He's ready this time. He's something else, uh, Hamnick, I guess, but also Tim Stutzla, who, yeah. um, equally I, valuable I, players. I think is very funny that he, uh, in only two more games played, has three more goals and five more points than Austin Matthews. And I know rent free leaves, fucking all that, but like, guys. That's not a rent-free me trying to dunk on the Leafs. Austin Matthews is an incredible player, and Tim Stutzel is having a better season than Austin Matthews. So I like that's not me being like fuck the Leafs. Austin Matthews. That's me being like, look how friggin' good Tim Stutzel is. I think is. you're allowed to say fuck the Leafs, though. That's my first F word on these videos, by the way, and I used it for the Leafs. But until he shaves that awful mustache, I refuse to support him. Also, there's Please. some other stuff why I refuse to report him. Matt, keep your pants on. Just keep them on. Score, oh, score wait, no, goals. Okay. Not Don't get okay. too drunk. <laughs> I might get in trouble for that. This is a, a lot of Leafs fan on this. No. On this channel anyway. But, uh, yeah, all that to say, Tim Stosla is having what we would have expected out of his 24 four 25 year old season not his 20 year old season no it's when you told me he was doing better than matthews this year i was like well surely no that's not right like like to your credit like obviously a rivalry but like matthews is a tremendous player He's an incredible player um, generational talent yeah and for still to be beating like being ahead of him in points on on a team that yeah. i imagine scores less is like how like, like not to diminish anyone here, like, but I'm, like I'm sure, I'm sure. Like, there, there's been talks about like probably Matthews has probably been playing hurt for some of the season. He was out for a while, uh, maybe like lingering issues, like because like yeah. But you look at that Leafs lineup, then they just added Ryan O'Reilly to it. That's a stacked course, team, and I've no idea how they afford it. Like I haven't looked at well, their, they don't have any space, defenders but... signed. That's how they do it. Okay, fair enough. They have, they have did, zero. Like who? Like who? Did they who have um, Matt Martin doing of, defense? Uh, who, who, who so. they, I don't even know who they have signed on D past the season, other than Riley. Oh no, Jake McCabe because they just got him and he's retained. For I, the thought next two years. Oh, my God. I thought they traded Riley. I no. thought they traded Riley. No, didn't they? No. Well, they traded for him. I'm pretty sure. Hey, I'm, oh, gonna, I'm gonna do a quick Google they, of their lineup. O'Reilly. Okay, that's I'm, right. Either way, um, Tim Stutzla having what is it incredible? And I and I know like I don't even know if they're really that similar players in their play style, but just being like a superstar level player who is German, naturally the comparison for oh yes for Stutzla has been Dreisaitl since day one, and a lot of people are trying yeah. to compare like their seasons, kind of like first season, second season, and now third season, and uh, people are pointing out that Dreisaitl had a seventy-seven point third season, which is phenomenal. Um, yeah. but Stutzla is like blowing that completely out of the water. It, um, it almost doesn't register just how good he's been. No, he's I don't like, I don't, 
the way I'm built, I don't have a register that goes that high, I suppose. He's um, something else. So I don't mean to talk about the Leafs again, but I just did you guys forget that they have Mark Giordano in their on their blue line? Yeah, no, I knew that. Yes, it is. I think I think he's I, the, I think he's currently the oldest uh, skater because I think the only player that's older than him in the league is Anderson. Actually, I think maybe is Anderson the oldest in the league? He might be. He's what forty one, isn't he? Yeah, I just figured there was someone. I used to just use he's the younger. No, I think um, I think like I think, I think Giordano's the the oldest skater. And and Anderson's the oldest player just in general, I think. Um, but anyway, uh, he, quickly, I want to talk about Tim Stutzla putting up. Um, oh boy, I, I got to do math on this one. This is not going to be pretty. Uh, so obviously, he's not going to put up this point total because he did miss a few games. So he's not playing a full eighty-two. But he is currently uh, playing <laughs> this season. He's on a ninety-three point pace, um, playing on a ninety-three point pace, and so that's his third season. Uh, 21 because he turned 21 in January, but essentially it's it's his 20 year old season. He came into this season at 20 years old, absolutely nuts. Um, and uh, Drysidle, his 20 year old season in 82 games, he had a 29 goal, 77 point outing for that season. Stutzla in 58 games already has 31 goals, more goals. Um, Jeez. which is wild because up until this year, you look at McDavid, Drysidle, and Drysidle was the goal scorer. McDavid was the guy feeding him the whole time, and now McDavid's just like, I feel like scoring 50-plus goals this season, so I'm just going to do that. Um, so the fact that Stutzla is on like a better, I don't know, better tra- trajectory, because like I said, they aren't that similar in play style, I guess, so it's not a perfect one-to-one comparison. It's just the two German, the two like best German players probably ever by the time their careers are up. Um, oh, easily, easily, yes. Like... I mean, who else? Are you Carl Soderberg? Like, yeah. So I think I think there's, just... probably, there's a seven-year-old German kid who's lacing yeah. up his skates right now. He's going to blow them out of the water, and I cannot bloody wait for it. Yeah, Jamal Musiala is actually switching over to hockey. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah. They move. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, Tim Stutzla, like, guaranteed going to be better than Drysidel because I think I think Drysidel is both underrated and perfectly rated you know what i mean like dry because like, everyone yeah well he's, he's yeah really he's, 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 uh, he's he's the number really two focus on my team david which isn't true like at all he's no. a phenomenal player i don't know how good he'd be on a different team but it's not like he he's not he's not just like well it's a, it's exactly through. malcolm it's exactly malcolm it's like this is a whole first ballot hall of famer who is overshadowed by a, a, a slightly better player on his own team but there's i there's no doubt dry saddle is amazing but it's 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 yeah, it's it, it's to back your point. Like Stutzel, there's no like it's just like there's no way he can be dry saddle, right? There's no way that's going to happen in terms of just in terms of impact. There's but like that's the trajectory. It's like yeah, it's hard to believe because that's the thing. Right? Like, is like looking at current dry saddle, twenty seven year old dry saddle versus twenty one year old Stutzel. Like it's it's no contest. I mean, dry saddle <laughs> in sixty two games has ninety six points. Is he playing with McDavid? Yes. Is he incredible as well? Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, because the other winger is, you know, actually, Jeff I think it might Jacobs, be, it might be uh, guy who works at a seven. It might be Nugent like Hopkins. Uh, the, the Oilers this year offensively are nuts. Uh, Nugent Hopkins for a majority of the season has been on a on a hundred point pace. So, oh, really? Um, okay, never mind. I retract nuts. my seven eleven yeah. statement. Shout out seven eleven. Also, Zach Hyman with seventy two points in sixty three games. <laughs> so. 
Um, the Oilers are just when, so all that to say, like I think I think a lot of their offense is boosted by McDavid naturally because that's how it works. But like you know, Nuge and Dreisaitl might be both underrated because of McDavid. So when I, I'm trying to take that into account when doing the not super fair comparison in the first place between Dreisaitl and Stutzla, but that's just like how it's going because everyone like because. At first, it was like Stutzel's like a German Patrick Kane, and then everyone just kind of stopped talking about Patrick Kane when he's because of his like, I mean, it's talking talking about Kane is up again because he's traded to the Rangers. But in general, this season, everyone's kind of been like, oh, he's not that good, and so I think a lot of it was just like, look at his hands. He's he's gonna end up being a Patrick Kane type player, and now because Kane is kind of out of the picture as far as like star level play. They go to has been like Stutzla having a better third season than Drysidle, and that's kind of what the narrative for Stutzla has been recently. So I don't know. I still don't think there's a perfect comparison between him and another player, but like it's fun <laughs> to look at either yeah. way. Where does Brady to Chuck come into that argument? Because you you, always, you never talk about Drysidle without talking about McDavid, obviously. But you know, to Chuck, great player. It's it's not comparable to to McDavid. So can we yeah, actually right. bump can we can we bump up the stud up? Because you know, while he's playing with a good player, he's you know, he's not on that power play with Connor McDavid. Right. He, a lot of that play he's driving himself. Yeah, like the top three scores on the Sens are that top line in mm-hmm. Stutzla, Kachuk, mm-hmm. and Giroux. Um but you're right, Stutzla the, I think the big difference between Stutzla and Drysdale is Stutzla is the guy on his team. Um yeah. so but we'll, we'll just have to see how. Which this is goes. a team with Claude Drew and and Brady yeah. Kachuk as a reminder. Yeah, and I yeah. also want to. And point he's only out what like twenty one. How old is he? Yeah, Stutzla is twenty one. Yeah, uh, he just yeah. turned twenty one in January. And I think another important point is that last. This is the first year that Stutzla has had players to play with because when the Sens brought in Giroux and Debrinket, everyone went, "Oh, that's an actual top six, Not knowing that Norris was going to miss out like the whole season, right? Because last year the top line was Kachuk, Norris, to, uh, uh, Batherson, and then um, and then Stutzla was playing with Connor Brown and Matthew Joseph after Joseph was acquired. Connor Brown and Nick Paul, like who was Stutzla playing with last year? Uh, and I think to your Kachuk point, uh, despite that, Brady Kachuk last year um, playing with Norris and Batherson, which was a good line, but in uh, 79 games, Kachuk had 30 goals and 67 points. So nowhere near his 66 points in 62. Also in 62 games, Kachuk has 26 right. goals. Like that, like, Jeez, is, you know, is it is it is it helpful playing with Stutzla and like a, I don't want to say a completely uh, rejuvenated Giroux because Giroux was really good even last year with Philly. And, yeah, and, Giroux's and never been bad. Yeah, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, you know, I'll just look to double check. I'm pretty sure he was a point per game with Florida for his like short time. That yeah, he had a uh, 23 points in 18 games with Florida. So the last team he played for before signing with the Sens, he had 23 points in 18 games. So I don't know if we should be all that shocked that Drew is above a point per game, 63 points in 62 games. But like, it, okay. So to, like, let me let me let me let me rethink this point I'm trying to make. Stutzla is absolutely the guy on that line with two guys that are perfectly capable of being that guy on any other line, like the main play driver, the main offensive power. Um, I agree completely. So anyway, uh, Tim Stutz, all that to say, sorry, we we kind of all uh, tried to fit a bunch of points in that, but uh, Tim Stutzla is 
just unreal. He's incredible, and I and I can't wait to see uh, how the next uh, eight years that he's still under contract after this season oh. go. Because, dude, that eight by eight contract he signed is okay. But when when he's going to be then a free agent, but I mean obviously potentially at twenty nine of that caliber, the amount of money he could get. Hopefully, yeah. the cap will have gone up. I would <laughs> in eight years. And it really hasn't moved in the past five, no. almost now. But um, which is a bit strange, considering all the profit being made. But uh, what am what am I to say? I, uh... I think I think I can't. Remember, it's like I think this is like a year ago now that I think Bettman said that like the goal was to bring up the cap to like ninety in the next three years. And it did. It, how much did it go up last last year? Like a million and a half, two million. I don't even remember. It was like not enough for me yeah. to remember the number. Um. I don't know. You got don't forget though escrow because sometimes you just can't. You just you shouldn't have to play all the money you promised your players. That would be ridiculous. That's so much money. Uh, from uh, from Trio C in the chat. This is an interesting topic here as well. To bring it a disappointment question mark, and I think my answer to that is so. yes and no. I think he's really? a disappointment in that he's not putting up a 40 to 50 goal season, which is disappointing. But also, he's a great playmaker, and nobody knew that. <laughs> like, no one knew he was a great playmaker until he was like, I'm not scoring. Let me try and make some plays. Because in 62 games, he has 54 points. I'm not mad. I'm that's, not mad. That's a that. lot. That is a um, lot. That's 20 goals. That's good. In 62 games. For a guy in your is... second line, also remind you. Yeah, and I know like That's 20 goals in 62 games isn't great to bring it. You're hoping in 60 games he's scoring 30, 35 goals, but like I mean, give me give me one more year. Give me give me next year with a healthy Josh Josh, Josh Norris, Josh Norris, and we'll and we'll see. Like I I don't think he's been a, a disappointment because he's still like you said a great player. It's maybe not exactly what we expected, but I, give me one more year and then I'll. Either way, I'm it's a but sense are better with me, didn't give up much for him if memory serves, so I could not care less. Well, you, you look at him and he's redefined the way he's he's playing. And if a player is able to successfully redefine themselves in such a short amount of time, that's a good long-term player. And yeah. even if it's not the one you originally expected, that's the one you want. Mm-hmm. You want someone who can be good into his mid-30s and yeah, so like sometimes you see people just fall off a cliff as soon as they can't do the one thing they were good at. Yeah, yeah. and I know a lot of people are scared because his because he is an RFA after the season, but his qualifying offer is nine mil, and I know a lot of people are freaked out about that. But like, I think the acquisition of Chikrin and knowing he's only making like four point six for the next two years that gives you so much wiggle room, especially with Debrinket. So, and I've had this conversation with a few people before where I don't think Debrinket's the kind of guy who's going to sign an eight by eight after this year. I think he knows he has 50 goal potential. He's only 25. If I'm him, I'm probably betting on myself with a qualifying offer of nine mil next year. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But I think, yeah, I think he'll probably be perfectly fine to, um, to sign a qualifying offer next year, play his absolute heart out. And I, I think he wants to, Bet on the fact that he's going to put up 40 plus goals next year because, like we said, um, and I don't know how many episodes of this show, his shooting percentage is abysmal and just like it's his shooting percentage is like unsustainably low. 
and he's had so many chances. He, he's such a smart player. He's in the right spot. He's just getting robbed or hitting the post a whole bunch. Like, I, I do think that he will score more goals next year, but I commend him for kind of taking on a different role this season, just kind of seeing, like, because he's making passes and, and just kind of seeing plays and making plays that I don't think anyone expected out of him. So, yeah, I think I think he takes that qualifying offer for 9 mil and bets on himself next year. And if he bets on himself and wins and puts up 40, 50 goals, like, that's a win-win, I think. I mean, granted, he will cost more after that. But if we're looking at next year as, like, the year that the Sens are going to really push for the playoffs and be a real threat, I'm not mad having a, having a 40-goal <laughs> score on the team. I mean, that's I think, like I think it's important to note that this year in particular, the the two the twenty twenty three, and presumably the twenty twenty four Ottawa Senators, are a team worth taking a team friendly deal on. Like the like players want to play in Ottawa right now, and you know who knows like you know, that nine us, might like, actually be like, yeah, a for, seven for me or and eight. Matt, for me and Matt especially being fans of this team, we're not used to teams to, to, to like high profile players being like, yeah, I'd like to play for the Ottawa Senators. So yeah, that's. A I nice, think there's lots nice of players change. out there right now who would be like, I can play with Giroux, Stutzler, and and to Chuck right now. Like these three dudes in particular. Y- yeah, yeah. I'll drop a I'll drop a mill off that contract. I'd love to be with these guys. I could do really well with them. Yeah, and, and uh, Jared in the chat here is saying, uh, if if he being to brink it doesn't sign for three to four years, we trade him at next year's deadline. Yeah, like. I think absolute worst case, you're going to see him sign that one year qualifying offer for nine mil and then kind of do like a, you know, a bet on himself year. And if we get to the trade deadline and he still doesn't want to sign an extension, like Dorian's going to trade him at the deadline. But I just the Anthony Mantha for him. No, I'm good. Um, (laughs) I think I do think he's really good. I don't know. He drives play. I think now, because a lot of people were saying, like, don't sign Debrinkit long-term. He's not scoring. Trade him for a defenseman. The Sens don't really need a defenseman anymore. How cool is that? The Sens don't need a defenseman anymore. They didn't need an actual person out of the out of the organization. I was talking about doing, like, in the offseason, doing, like, a Batherson plus deal for a good defenseman. Don't need to worry about that now either. So, uh Honestly, I'd like to see the only thing I think Ottawa really needs is uh, a finisher on that bottom six. And I it'd be I don't think you need a trade or anyone. I think that that you'd be in a perfect position to bring someone up from your minors, um, you know, to be a little bit of an intimidating fourth line finisher. Get gets a little bit more youth, get your speed up, um, you know, get someone to kind of prove their potential for a long term NHL future. I, I think they're actually in a really good spot for that. Yeah. I mean, well, that's like, actually who, a really, really good point from Jared is... as well in the chat. To bring it since November is on a 35 goal pace. So, you know, not quite that's not bad. top tier to bring it, but I'm I'm not mad at that. Um, perfectly happy with that. Uh, uh, Trio C in the chat says need right D. Maybe, maybe not if you can get one of. Uh, I don't think Shabbat's going to be playing on his offside. So if you can get one of Sanderson or, or Chikrin to play on the offside, um, play on the right side there, I think that is great. Um, I don't know who... who I, I like the idea of Chikrin playing on the right side, but if not, then yeah, I do agree. Maybe if if 
listen, if DJ is 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 stuck on the left side being Shabbat Sanderson Chikrin, which is insane. That is an insane left side of the defense. But if you're stuck on that, because like Branstrom's also lefty, isn't he? So Branstrom's playing on his offside, so maybe he doesn't want two players playing on their offside. I don't know. Um, Zub as a righty, and then I guess that's why they're sticking with Hamnick with Sanderson. I don't know. But interesting. Oh, yeah, and Jared also just says in the chat, chat uh, Sokolov, I think that's He's towards right. uh, Sam's point of getting that bottom six scorer. Um, we were talking about during the game, actually, uh, how fun a fourth line next year of like, because I'm totally on board to keep Broussard, uh next year as well. I would love, love the idea of a fourth line of like Derek Broussard, uh Sokolov and Greg at center, like just like the, like the, like the, the vet with, with two, with two rookies. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, and then acquire a scoring winger for the third line to play with, um, ideally Shane Pinto on the third line if Norris is back, and then um, I guess Joseph on the wing as well. So it's it, how cool is it to be like the Sens need to make some additions this off season, and they're all depth. That's great. Potentially goaltending, I will say. Potentially, maybe. I want I want Sogard to get we'll a few see. more games in before the oh, end of the season, absolutely. just to see what they have. Because I'm perfectly happy if, if Sogard is legit. I am perfectly happy with the Sogard Forsberg uh, tandem next season. Also, and as for potentially sending someone from the AHL uh, in 55 great games, Krukshank has 21 goals. Uh, Sokolov in 56 has 17. So like they're both scoring at. Uh, pretty good paces, and then obviously Greg's up now. They got, they got, they got shooters. Oh, Rourke Char- Chartier. Don't know why I struggle with that. Fourteen goals, twenty-eight games, twenty-six years old, mean, ready. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in, in the chat here, I'm sure Sam's gonna like this one uh, from Hip Hop Apotamus. Oh, nice. oh, I do like that. Yeah. Oh, nice flight of the Concords reference. Uh, it says, uh, not of this season thing, yeah. but Sens get Norris back and Pinto is down the third line again for the bottom six. 100%. That is so huge. <laughs> Having Pinto as a third line center instead of a second line center, the depth that that adds is Crazy. so nice. So that's what I, I would love for the Sens to acquire like a third wing uh, score. I don't, third third line wing scoring forward. I don't know if I want to put like Sokolov straight into a top nine type of role. I would, listen, if him and Greg and Broussard just running away with a fourth line would be so much fun. But if you can get like a, oh boy. like a, like a really solid third line score to play with like a Pinto and a Joseph, I think that could be a leaf. Why not have two third lines? Like why does a fourth line have to suck? Pinto has 16 goals. Pinto's good, man. And so, Damn. like, why do you need to have a, a slow and not good fourth line? Why not have basically two thirds, like, acquire someone to play with Pinto and Joseph, and the fourth line could be like Brass, Sokolov, and Greg? Mm. Like, I'm perfectly mm. happy with, with, especially like with now is the time, like, the Sens have some high paid players up front. Take advantage of these, like, quality players on their ELCs. Take advantage of the fact that you have such a low cap it with potentially really quality players to play yeah. in the uh, in, in your depth spots. I think I should take advantage of that personally. Uh, yeah, but that is like a it's a bold, a bold decision to be good. Uh, is it's a choice for right. sure. For sure. Uh, Broussard, yeah. twenty one points in fifty games. 
Very good season from him. He's um, putting it together, man. No kidding. Um, do you want oh, to talk about from... things that happened in the game? <laughs> or should we, or we should talk about that. Do, real quick because there's a good there's, there's there's also a good uh, post here in the chat from uh, Ottawa Senators Outlook Watson Talbot Debrinket Pinto extensions uh, Pinto Debrinket yes I could go Easy. without Talbot and Watson um yeah I mean Watson no um Talbot yeah Wat- Watson I could easy no for me see but I don't think I don't know I don't know. I guess we'll see how the season plays out before deciding that, but Watson's a... No, Watson's an easy no for me. Uh, Talbot, um, I like the idea, because in the sense of so many young goalies with great potential, I don't want to know how good Sogard is and have two goalies on one-way deals ahead of him. Well, I don't know how good Sogard is out in like Minnesota, hypothetically. That's, so give them a shot, I think. Yeah. Um. I don't know. When you have like also like Mandalay look pretty yeah. good. You got Marilinen in, in Finland right now killing it. Like leave yeah. the door open a little bit. Yeah. There's definitely room for some youth. Yeah. Um yeah, from Trio, as the Leafs have found out, you need some players that are more mean than goals. Some, yes, but also, you know. Leafs don't have a Brady Kachuk. They don't have, you know, a guy who can score and also flex in front of the opposing goalie after scoring a goal. So um, I absolutely agree. You do need some grit. You need some sandpaper. But, like, I'm so tired of the fourth line needs to be, like, character guys who can't skate or play. Like, I'm sick of that. You know you know who you should pick up? Uh, you should get Garnet Hathaway off the Boston Bruins. That that's that's a rough dude who is very very is a very good two way player, and I don't want him on the yeah. Bruins. Nobody wants him on the Bruins, um, but yeah, as Matt said, maybe we do talk about the game a little bit. Uh, maybe try and go more in depth. I mean, we did kind of talk about the big performers of the game, um, but yeah, anything mm. anything you guys want to mention about the game specifically? Uh, it was on ice. Lots of players in different colorful jerseys. Uh, everyone looked like they were having a lot of fun. That was um, uh, it, it. Was a game that kind of just like went really fast. Yeah, it was over before it was. It was what like two and a half hours, wasn't? Yeah, it, it didn't feel like that. Like no, the third, the third really period went over games. my head. Like the third yeah. period started and ended within a minute to me. Um, I have, in terms of yeah, notes on the game, I have um, Timmy going five hole, and that's literally it. Like, <laughs> it felt like the that game was, was a over by the third period, dude. It, I, it love, was, I love the, the way, the way like he, he looked over his shoulder. <laughs> on the, he had so much time. Are you guys chasing? <laughs> You're not chasing? Are yeah. you sure? Okay. Yes. Ian, Ian <laughs> Mendez tweeted he was uh, shoulder checking when merging onto the four seventeen from Palladium. Yes, like, I saw that. That's so, good. <laughs> so good, but like. But it felt like they, because Columbus got so badly outshot through two periods, and right. probably should have been a more, uh, uh, more disparity between two teams in terms of scoring. But just by the time the third period rolled around, especially after the Timmy goal, it just felt over. Like the the game was done at that point. Which was sad because that's the only time they put in any effort. Like the the yeah. first two periods, they barely touched the puck, and that third, they came out like they were a professional hockey team. 
and that they wanted to win it. It just it was just too little too late. Yeah, yeah the third period it definitely is... swung things a bit, but the high danger chances were still eleven to six for Ottawa at five on five. Did Columbus score in the third? No, right? That second goal wasn't that third, I don't think. They only had the two check. goals, I'm pretty sure. I have on my yeah, board one, two, first three, and second. Four. Yeah, first and second. Yeah. yeah was there six goals for Ottawa? No, five. Five. Right, okay. That's that's a lot. It's not it a, a lot. it's not as much as eight goals, but that's still a lot. Yeah. Hypothetically, if there was another team who scored eight goals uh this very mm. game, this very day, sorry, that would probably be worth talking about. But you know, <laughs> You're five goals sense. is still a lot. The Washington Capitals going into the Sens Jackets game and scoring eight goals. <laughs> yeah, just like during intermission, just like skating on out. Like, okay, where, where instead of like the oh, kids playing hockey, they let out the Washington Capitals I intermission think, <laughs> to score goals. Like, this is a great stat here as well, other than just shots being thirty-nine to twenty-one, which is very funny. Uh, the giveaways, giveaways, fourteen for Columbus, five for Ottawa. Yeah, so that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a very telling really stat right ones. there. That's, I, yeah. I think Stutzler got most of them himself because he was just like there, there was a couple where he like reached his stick out to actually like and then successfully pulled it in. Mm-hmm. Like normally that's they're just doing their best to block a pass, but he's like, no, actually, I'm a magnet. I'm a human puck magnet, and this is mine now. How he did get that turned on him for the second Columbus goal though. That was picked off him. Mm, I mean, Line goal. Like, yeah, you, you got to take a break. Yeah, you have to have a little nap. <laughs> you had to learn it from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that Hamannick, Hamannick's two goals. I can't yeah. remember how his first one went, but his second one where he was like sitting right in front of the goalie's face. Yeah. How did he get there? I don't what know. What was he doing? I don't, I don't know if anyone knows. I was trying to figure. He just went on like a field trip. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I need to defend the puck, and I know the puck is going towards the net because let's face it, it's not going towards our net. No, he was like well he was like doing like the he was in his Sherlock and Mind Palace. He's like the puck will be here. I can defend it from <laughs> yeah. it. it's in the net. <laughs> oh, it's in the other net. <laughs> it's, yeah, he he forgot what zone he was in. He's like, I gotta be in front of the goalie. <laughs> I got I gotta. He's, he's like lifting sticks when he goes off his. Like, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know what he's doing. It works. So it was uh, it was two goals for Hamannik. Was it two mm-hmm. goals for Stutzler or just one? Yeah, two. I think two. Two, two for so Stutzler and then one for Chikrin. Mm, That's right. right, Chikrin with his first goal. I can't. Bl- we mentioned it at the start, and I completely forgot it. But yeah, that uh, that man, that that uh, the Sens look good. They look good. Like, it's against Columbus, but they look good. Like that that that's a strong trade. That uh, there's been there's it was been a lot of these shows, trade right? deadlines where it's like, oh, the Sens look so good. Then you're like, all oh, right, it was against Columbus or or Montreal. Um, <laughs> well, last you know, week it was against because the Sens week, have also but... looked bad against like Chicago. So take it where we. I can. was going to say, I I was on that I was on that Chicago game. There is not the same looking team. That was a, a slow, deflated team, and they they just have a renewed energy. Okay. Oh, they look they look dangerous. Oh, Hamnick. Okay, so from Jared in the chat, Hamnick was the sixth man on because that's right. His second goal was oh. there was the delayed penalty. It that's was the right. delayed right. penalty. Right about that. Because so so yeah, because Sanderson and Chikrin were were on the ice already. So that's that's interesting. Would he really be the sixth man on though? 
No, like, he, probably, was, well, he probably wasn't. He probably got was so already it's probably, it's on probably the him and Sanderson, assistant. the pairing. It's probably the him and Sanderson yeah. pairing. And Chikrin, so maybe Chikrin jumped on. And he's like, I'm just going to go to the net. He he just well, did I his best say, Chris Neal impression on the power play. I want to say Bratherson was on the point, so it probably was just something with player shifting then. But oh, maybe. Or, yeah, I just like the uh, idea that DJ Smith is like looked over to Debrincat and he's just like, I'm I'm tired, man. And I'm just like, Sit mean, coach. From, uh, from Mr. Like, the new guy, eighty-seven. He looked over Debrincat's head and saw happening. <laughs> Mr. the new guy, eighty-seven. In the chat says, "Was at the game, loved it, jealous." Yeah, that was the game. You were mm-hmm. led to love it. I'm jealous. Like, well, what too. a great crowd too. Eh? Like, uh, uh, yeah. they were posting some. Uh, some uh screenshots from Ticketmaster, like I don't know, um yesterday at some point. Uh and like very few tickets were left. And like a lot of people went to this game. I think there's a lot of hype with Chikrin coming to Ottawa, obviously, but like naturally I mean Pride Knights do really fucking well, despite you know what you know so many people online are saying about them. They do really, but, really well. But Charlie, go work and you go broke. Don't you know that? Sell that to the probably, if not very close to a sellout tonight in Ottawa. It's not. Um, it's not a real sellout though. That's fake news, Charlie. I'm also very uh, jealous of my cousin Amelia, who was at the game. So shout out, uh, Amelia. You got to see a really good game. Very jealous. Um, also, Mod was at the game, um, which is why oh. I'm doing this show because she. So, Columbus is like her second team. So I don't know how she feels about this one, but um, uh, I think I think, sure. I, I think she would have taken this game otherwise, choice. just because like you know Columbus, she she likes Columbus. So, uh, but yeah, um, jealous that she was at the game because that was uh, not that I could go to a game from here. I'm but. I'm sure I'm sure Maud is lovely, but how can you like Columbus? Hey, I'm not listen, talking man. about the hockey team. I'm talking about that entire spot on the map. Yeah, but I think also two years ago, you could be like, how can you like Ottawa? So it's a fair, you know. Yes, but but when you live here, you're sort of stuck with it to an extent. Columbus is that, that was, it's out of the way. People don't live in Columbus. They reside in it temporarily for school. They travel They they, they travel through Columbus. Yeah. To quote, to quote how I'm Columbus mother, is a highway. To quote how I met your mother, my parents live in Ohio. I live in the moment. So. <laughs> True. Oh, man. I've, I, I've been into Ohio <laughs> Jared, once. Jared, it's just sorry. a giant highway. Jared in the chat. Damn, now I feel sorry for Maude. How has her heart felt with the last five years? Rough for both teams, <laughs> though, eh? Like, that's, <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> Oh. There's there's some strength in that. There's on there's a respectable courage there. You know, there's an optimistic hope that I admire. A stick to it character for sure. For yeah. sure. Although I'm 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 hoping that now that the sends are getting better, you guys could send me some of that as the capitals are just they're they're falling off a cliff. Except for this one game, which has been a real outlier. But we yeah, are screw you. Do we you, want to talk the about the trade the Caps are one of the teams that is, you know, in Ottawa's way right now. So yeah, I'm happy to get out of that way for you. I'm I'm team tank for Bedard. I would love to see it Bedard on a team with Ovi. Could you bloody imagine? Yeah. So so officially now Ottawa is 
behind Buffalo because they both have 68 points, but Ottawa has played one more game. Also, screw Tampa for losing to Buffalo again. Um, now that that's God. a team that is so strange to me, the Buffalo yeah. Sabers, because like because they kind of like descends in the sense that it just took them one season and suddenly they weren't terrible anymore. It's wild. Also, when you trade Jack Eichel and one of the many players coming back is having a better season than Jack Eichel, that helps with Alex Tuck, even though he is he's injured right now. But uh, when so, you trade Jack Eichel and the team gets better, like weird. what's happening? It's like uh, it's like when it's like when the Islanders uh, lost Tavares to the Leafs in free agency and then went to the Eastern Conference Finals two years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> what the f- yeah. Anyway, um, taking a quick look at the uh, at the playoff picture here. So Ottawa currently at sixty eight points in sixty two games. The t- the two wild card spot holders are the Islanders and the Penguins with seventy two and seventy one points. So Boo. so the Sens are talk three, about so the Sens are three points out from number two from the second wild card spot. They are but, four points no, 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 out. But but look at the Islanders. They have three games in hand on the Islanders. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. So the so the Sens are three points out of wildcard spot two, four points out from the top spot, but with three games in hand. So the Sens literally like hold like hold the hold all the cards here. Like the Sens, if they keep playing strong, they they can do it. Like they can do it. It's I remember saying the first time I was on that this is a playoff team. And there were a couple of games there where I thought I might have jinxed it. And I might be jinxing it again now, but Screw it. This is a playoff team. This is a team like that it. might not win, but uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if this was a deep run. If you got to the third round, I'd be like, if well the Sens done, got guys. to the third round, they got to give another first round pick to Arizona. That was part of the oh. <laughs> trade. If they make it to the uh to the third to the third round of the playoffs, that uh Sens second round pick becomes a first. I wouldn't be that upset. I that'd mean, be a that'd be a fun playoff run. No, I I take that. That's trade. a good trade off. Yeah, I mean it is a stacked draft this year, but I'd I'd still take that. Yeah, well, I mean the Sens don't have their first round pick this year, regardless, unless it's a top five pick. But that's not that's not going to happen. So um, I'm I'm kind of hoping the Caps get that third round. And I know I said tank for Bedard, but also ta- tank for Matt Vayamichkov. That would be great. Could you imagine going straight need- from the Ovechkin era to him? Yeah. I mean, well, we just lost. We lost all of recently, and we need to fill the team back up with Russians. From uh, from hip hop apotamus in the chat, Boston doesn't want this smoke in round one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're this, right. This, the like, Sens have played yeah. well against Boston. They really have. Sam, mm. you were on, so you're on that episode right of Game Over. Sens Boston round yeah. one in the in, in the season, like the big home that, that opener a- win. Yeah, that was a big game. Like Boston is might be on the top of the the ladder right now, but they have a, they still have the ability to choke hard. I mean, w- when the caps the caps had like a seven game losing streak, the one team they beat was Boston, and then they lost to like the Ducks. They lost to Chicago. Like Boston can really like lose their grip on a game. Seven games Once in a, a row month. for a playoff round, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they the have Bruins are on pace to have already. the best season of all time right now. They have over 100 points already with 20 games to play. They have an over 100 goal differential with 20 games to play. Yeah, the Boston Bruins are 49 and 5. Goodness, 
And you see, I think like David Pasternak was it eleven million that he uh, resigned yeah, for, which he could have signed for a lot more oh. on the yeah. on the open market. He, I mean, he how much be the highest paid player if he wanted to next year? He could have. Do okay. I think so. Question, question, question. Yeah. Do the Bruin uh, Bruins hit sixty wins? Yes. Twenty games to play, they would eat eleven. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think so. Yeah. That's that. I mean, that's insane. Six, right? Like, I, I, the I, last I, like, sixty-five. 60 sixty-five wouldn't surprise me. That's like and, video games. Like, could you imagine right there. Like, how yeah. much fun would it be if this Sens team was Columbus to Tampa? In the uh, the year that ta- in 2019, the year that Tampa cracked 60 wins and they got swept by Columbus in the first round, like how much fun would it be if uh, so? So Matt, our buddy Austin, who's in Toronto and is a Leafs fan, yes, um, he will be on the show with me for uh, the last game against the Leafs this season. Last game, one of them, anyway, on April 1st. Um, yeah, and he and he said that the Sens are giving him uh, the Columbus beating uh, Lightning team from 2019 vibes. And if the Sens make the playoffs, it's very likely they play Boston in the first round. And like, how much fun would that be? Especially since Ottawa has proven that they can play. I think this. I think the Sens have won two out of three games against Boston this year. So, mm. I mean, it would change the playoffs for everybody. Yeah. You know? uh, like, granted, you know then they have to like play it. the winner of some other insane matchup in the second round. But like, yeah, God, Charlie, you know, you know, I love you like a brother, right? Sure. We would never be allowed in Boston or probably Toronto if the Sens were to sweep the Bruins or something like that. Because obviously the Boston implication is obvious, but Toronto being unable to get through, get over that hump for the entirety of this stacked team generation they have right now, for the Sens to squeak in the playoffs, be the best iteration of that Bruins team, uh, I mean, you'd hear, you'd hear Steve Dangle from here. You, you, <laughs> I'd, I'd be fired. Like <laughs> you'd be, you'd be fired out of, out of spite, out of, out of, out of principle. Just yeah. that would be. I thought I don't know if it's worth thinking, worth thinking about at this stage, but that would be just, especially since the last time the Sens were in the playoffs, they beat Boston too. I mean, that, that's that's true. Yeah, twenty seventeen and round. We yeah, are that was round one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. We are insufferable. Yeah. Um, From Robert, you no chance against Boston. You have no goalie. Talbot hasn't been terrible. Sogard looks really good. Yeah, Forsberg's probably not back for the playoffs, but here's the thing about hockey: hockey, you don't need to be the best team like most of the time. Sometimes things just happen. You get weird bounces, man. I mean, that's all it takes to beat Olmark is a weird bounce. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stutzler's probably gonna, you know, get a couple. Of that is the main. Well, I was gonna say, all you need is a weird bounce and find a weirder, uh, weirder guy than Brady Kachuk in the league. <laughs> the issue is Allmark. Honestly, as as loaded as the Bruins skaters are, Allmark is the issue. Um, yeah, that's the guy you have to beat. Yeah. So Boston beat Ottawa uh, in February three to one, but before that, they beat Boston in the home opener. I think it was seven to five. And the other game was the uh, 3-2 win in the shootout against Boston. And let me double-check to see who the goalie was in the shootout. Because I'm pretty sure Allmark was in net for the 7-5. Or no, no, because they both played. Because I think whoever started was taken out in that home opener game where it was 7-5 for Ottawa. Um, In that 3-2 game, it was... Okay, so it was Swayman, which is fair. Um, And I I bet you Allmark was in net for the... uh, 
for the win. In uh in February. Look, there, there's always the chance that someone gives Allmark the old Tonya Harding if they go into the playoffs. And then you just gotta beat Swayman. That was Allmark. Man, even even in a loss, Allmark put up a nine sixty eight save percentage. Uh yeah, yeah, Allmark's a bum, by the way. He only had like a nine twenty something tonight. <laughs> yeah. He's got a 9.38 on the season. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, Omar, Maybe Omar's I think... just going to, like, retire like like retire the season early so he just, like, gets that Vesna. He'll just, like, kill, like, like toast the last few games. He'll be like, just simmy, just simmy. Um, and don't forget the playoffs start. Okay, so so two things. Great point from Hip Hop Epotamus. What goalie won the cup last year? Sam, you know that answer. This guy. <laughs> so all that to say you don't There's need my <laughs> you don't need a top tier goalie to win the cup yeah. alleged even though i mean usually it's a goalie that wins the cup and then from jared in the chat boston has a higher goal differential than any team since before 2010 now is that what they're on pace for or has no team had a better goal differential than 100 and whatever it was 103 is a lot like yeah so I'd love to know that, Jared. If, if that's like if that's like an on pace thing, or just now with twenty games remaining, they have a better goal differential than any team since twenty ten. <laughs> that's so stupid. Oh, I'm I'm gonna look at uh, a couple of the games that Mark has uh, played. Uh, here we go. Game log, like like. Okay, you know I was gonna say he's not really saving that many shots. His last game he saved twenty four uh, and let two in. Uh, and then on the 28th of February against Calgary, he let in three goals and only stopped 54 shots. <laughs> so, you know. Is are we oh, do, is he really that good or is it just the defense in front of him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, um, yeah. I have just noticed we've been live for an hour and 20 minutes. So yeah. if we want to, uh, we should probably wrap this up pretty soon here. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Um Look, um, if the if the Ottawa Senators make it to the playoffs and are facing Boston in the first round, I would just like to start the hashtag uh, hashtag uh, sneeze on Allmark. You need to get him some bad sushi, uh, some underprepared uh, bluefish. You need to get that guy sick, get him out of the game. Do it for your country. I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking we can just we can just tell him he sort of has beaten hockey and get him to another sport. Um, they're always looking for keepers in soccer. Um, I feel like it's like a catcher in baseball could be a fun new challenge for him. Water polo looks very tough. Um, maybe he wants a challenge. So I think there's options in, in terms of a career path for him uh, since he seems to have beaten this one. So I like water polo for him. It's it's just like hockey, but the ice is a little bit warmer. Yeah. Water polo is tough, man. It's, there's no reason for it. Um. On that note, maybe on that note, we'll we'll call it. So this was a lot of fun. This is a show we've wanted to do for a while with all three of us. So I'm really glad we got to do it. Um, it went just as off the rails and very uh, not at all. We got uh, we got back on organized. the rails enough. I think we, we kind of did a few times. Then we kind of went veering back into <laughs> nonsense like a few times as well. So you know. Um, uh, thank you to anyone who managed to sit through this whole episode. Um, this is wild that two episodes of Game Over Ottawa have have passed the hour twenty long mark uh, in the past uh, 
God, I don't even know. Um, in the last <laughs> in the last seven days, there's been two episodes that have been an hour twenty or longer. So, um, did yeah, we just maybe. sense to the audience? Let's do it. Let's do it right now. Let's let's get another one in for good measure. I mean, I'll hit the sends button again um, because the sends are on a five game heater and they're That's playing uh, Chicago next. I believe. Let me double check. Actually, let me just. I do want to double check because I'm pretty sure they play Chicago and then Seattle and then Vancouver. Maybe, 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 maybe. Let's see. Oh uh, yeah, Chicago. If is you next. wanted a six game streak, Chicago's the team you play against. Yeah, and then Seattle. I think we lost Chicago last time. Yeah, we, that, was yeah okay. that was that was the show that both of you were supposed to be on, but then Matt got sixty sevens tickets because he forgot. I forgot. <laughs> That's uh, okay. Sam was on the show. One. Yeah, I got sixty sevens tickets one. too, but I don't live in Ottawa, so it was just sure. a real waste of money for me. <laughs> At least Sam I gave him to, to Matt. Like, watch that game with me because that was rough. Um, so honestly, oh, like the sense could really go on a like. I mean, they're already on a run now. They're what twelve three and one in their last 16 nuts That's um not bad. but they actually got chicago super winnable seattle yeah. so seattle they're did, a tough team this year so seattle did kill ottawa eight to four earlier in the season uh still had a hat trick but that's the only bright spot of that mm-hmm. game um and then it's vancouver you can win that calgary they've yeah. been struggling uh edmonton mm, maybe not uh, Colorado, it's tough. maybe not. Toronto, maybe because then it gets tougher. Then you got Edmonton, Colorado, Toronto, Pittsburgh, Boston, Tampa, New Jersey. So the sense of this really nice stretch here of, of weaker opponents, and then it gets real, real tough. So they have to, have to, have to get these points against the bad teams. If you can't walk away with a whole bunch of points against Chicago, Vancouver, and Calgary, you're going into a stretch. Like I said, Edmonton, Colorado, Toronto, Pittsburgh, Boston, Tampa, New Jersey. Most of those are killers. Yeah. Outside of Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, but Pittsburgh is a team that you don't want to be gaining any any space because you got to cash them. You don't take them lightly. That's exactly. that's the problem with crap teams with superstars on them. It's the same with the Oilers, you know. If you, if you don't treat them with the respect that Connor McDavid deserves, they will beat you. It doesn't matter how good the team as a whole is. Yeah. Well, uh, with that, any any final words from you guys? But go sends go. I, I love it. Oh, the I sends button. That. Go sends go, baby. Let's get the sends done. There's a sends baby. Sends baby. That's how we do it. All right, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, and if you listened, okay, guys. Uh, if they listened to the whole episode, what should they comment? Leave a comment the- that says. No, no, it's, it's Jacob Chikrin's son's name. That's the one. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yes, Le- yes. Leave your Jacob Chikrin's son's name. Uh, that's going to start with a J. Must begin with a J. Has to Must. begin with a J. So our picks, were, only rule. Were, our picks were Jason, Yari, and uh, Jumpshot. 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 So <laughs> leave, a comment, leave a comment with what you believe. And also, um, oh, man. Should there be context? Should it just be a whole bunch of comments with just a names that starts with a J, or should there be context? I mean, the context, all the context you need is, I guess, his last name after that. Okay, so yeah, yeah it's just a random name that starts with the J and Chikrin. So, as an example, Yari Chikrin, Jump Shot Chikrin. Just comment that if you've made it all the way here in this video. Middle name and, for uh, extra points. Hey, yeah, if you want bonus points, if you want to, if you want to be a 
like a teacher's pet to Sam, I guess. Um, Sorry, I, I just credit. want Jump Shot's middle name to be Hot Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> jump Shot Hot Sauce Chicken. That takes a minute to say. <laughs> I love that, though. All right, all on that note, <laughs> we'll be signing off, and I can't wait to have on Game Over Ottawa in the 2032-33 uh, season just a just a young uh, jump shot hot sauce uh, chicken on the show. When we get to the point where we can have current Sens players, like, we're going to get to that point. This show's going to grow. We're going to get to the point of getting current Ottawa Senators on. So, uh, Jacob Chikrin, if you're watching this uh, 10 years from now, uh, when you have a kid, please name him, uh, you know, uh, jump shot hot sauce chicken and we'll have you both on the show every time i know you're gonna say it i crack up <laughs> like i know it's coming and i can't gotta love it all right folks well uh, thank you for tuning in to game over ottawa on this especially long episode yet again so uh we'll see you next time and um there's a quick round of applause for these guys because uh, Matt's been on three times and Sam's been on five. So appreciate the uh, the effort you guys have put in uh, with the show. Love love to have you guys on. Um, so uh, yeah, nice to have a guest. I don't have to worry about impressing. Uh, I can just be uh, <laughs> not at all analytical, and I know that I'll still look like the most uh, <laughs> professional between the three of us with this show. So I'll take it. I like the silence there. Oh, oh yeah, it was kind of, it's kind of a backhanded insult. Maybe we'll start yeah. our own sense podcast. Jay, what are you, guys, what are you going to call it? The Jump Shot Hot Sauce Podcast. <laughs> we should wrap it up. All right, well, thank you guys again for coming on, and thank all of you for listening. And um, I don't believe you yeah, said that. Lo- to looking us. for lo- looking forward to seeing all those names in the comment section. <laughs> Charlie, I love you like a mother. How could you? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, go sends go. We'll see you go guys later go. on. Oh, wow! <laughs> I didn't even hit the ending button. That I, was a good I, one. I, I I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I we're still live. I didn't hit the ending button. I got really? you guys. I went hit the ending button. Now. Oh, he! Ah, I got he you, motherfucker, prankster. Game over. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.